You're listening to Terrific Con presents the Power Cosmic Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to everything you love. That's comic books, TV, movies, collectibles, and more. Brought to you by Mitchell A.S. Halleck, the producer of Terrific Con, the world's greatest comic con every summer at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. Join Mitch and his special guest, Jerry Ordway, and his pals all across the comic fandom as they talk about the things you love. Now, sit back, get ready, and listen to today's episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast. Put on my professional voice. Hey, everybody. It's uh, your old pal, Uncle Mitch, here. It's uh, September... 27th, I think. Is it? Yeah. Well, it's a Sunday here in the mighty Nutmeg State, and we're joined by my number one henchman himself, all the way up here from the Keystone State, which would be Pennsylvania for you folks that aren't that educated. Uh, Mr. Scott Martin, as I'm about to avoid a horse. That's not a horse car. That's a portal John, I think. I don't know what that guy's got going on in there. Anyway, we're on the highway. We're on Route 8, going into the Naugatuck Valley, America's All-American Valley. It was voted that. I don't know why. They used to have a big sign, Welcome to America's All-American Number 1 Valley. Who votes on valleys? I don't know if that was even a character. But anyway, neither here nor there. We're off to CliffsCon, which is really the only comic convention going on this year of 2020 due to the post-COVID era. Or what? Are we in the... I don't I think, think it's post. We're still in it. Yeah, I guess we're in it still. But anyway, we're going up there to look for books. There's probably like 20 dealers. And it's nice to see people talk about comics. And we're going through this fall foliage. Look at that. You get the, It's beautiful. Being in an audio show, you can tell the beautiful colors along the side of the highway here. Green and orange. Green, orange, yellow, red. The whole colors of the rainbow. Minus purple, green. Indigo. No, indigo. Anyway. Violet. Yep, those people used to live on the corner near my house. Over here, this is very nice. See that? It's better than my trip yesterday. Yeah. Now I've noticed in my in past two days, yeah. you had guys have a lot of granite, granite yes. companies selling it's crushed rock, crushed rock pavers, yeah. and oh, what do you mean? It was that little jab because you didn't take the country road? Yes, that's exactly. I was what it the is. other day we were there, dear listener, and I was telling him to take the country road and you go through the winding hills of Connecticut. And we saw, like, I saw anyway, horses and churches from the 1700s and, you know, the stuff that they, they put on postcards. But somebody took a wrong turn and had to take the asphalt highway and just saw a lot of shopping centers and the lovely downtown Danbury. Well, it wasn't a wrong turn. It's what the GPS told me to do. Well, my GPS said take the, the quickest route. Uh, no. You took the fastest route. I mean, no, I took the shortest route. Again, this is not good conversation. And but I got that for you. You did, which was a weird thing. I was like, what are you doing here? But here's one for you. Okay. Today's topic uh. with Scott Martin here, talking about Comic Cons. What would be your dream Comic Con? Who would be there? Where would it be? Okay, let's start. Where would it be? If you could, in, in anywhere in the country, or the world actually, where would you like to attend a comic book? I thought, as far as the actual city goes, yeah. I don't know. I, I really can't answer that. I don't know. You, well, you've been to many. Well, I've been to a, a you've been small to Philadelphia, amount. New York, Connecticut, Chicago. Chicago. 
Bunkersville. Bunkersville. That one there. There you go. Does any of those stand out? Like, oh, wow, that was a really nice area. Or you didn't really go investigate well, the town. Okay, Did you ever sure. go to Baltimore? No, I've, been no, to Baltimore. I've always wanted to go to Baltimore. Baltimore is a great show. Area around it, not so great. But Well, same thing in Chicago. Oh, I've been to Chicago. That area around there is horrible. Where was it in Chicago? Because I've been to three different places. I've been to Navy Pier, the McCormick Center, and there was one by the airport. I've been to three different convention centers. Uh, I believe it was at the Rosemont Horizon. Oh, Rosemont. Yeah. uh, Wizard World. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the show itself. Did you drive out there? I did. I did. How long the drive was that? Like eight hours? Uh, Eight to ten hours it was. Yeah. Yeah. Stayed at a local motel. Yep. All right. So we're going to establish it. We're going to say you don't care too much where the town is. What about the venue itself? Do you want a big hall? Do you want, like, little rooms? Do you want, like... I like a big hall. Giant, one big room. One big room. Everybody in it. Everybody in it, so you don't... So you don't miss things. Okay. Like a lot of times you go to these conventions and they oh, have... Oh, there's little things off know, to the side. Room yeah. A, room B, room C. Yeah, that happens with me in New York. It's so floors. spread out. And oh, New York's worse. It's around the city blocks. Yeah. Something's down at the uh, Madison Square Garden or something's mm-hmm. over at the Roseland Ballroom. you got to walk. I mean, they're not far epic walks, but the fact that they're not all in that one building, you're like, wait, what do you mean they're not here? And if you find out... It's like being in school. Like, you have your biology class in this room, and then your next geography class is three floors away, and you got to run like hell between the five minutes, and if there are panels you want to see, you, exactly. you, you'll miss exactly. it. Exactly. You, know, you don't want to miss anything. You right. want to see everything. You want to be in the action. Well, Baltimore is one giant room. They do have panel rooms scattered about, but that's fine. But it's like, I remember back in the early days for me, uh, yes. going to the New York City creation conventions, stuff would be on different floors. Yeah. yeah. You know, here's, this would be your dealer room over here. Here your panel rooms over here. You know, it just... It got to be a little... De- well, okay, here's another thing for you. How many days would you like the con to be? Three days, two days, one day? I'm content with a two and a half day. Two and a half day. Okay, good. You know, there's this little one I go to every year that's about two and a half days. It's nice. It's a perfect amount of time. Little. I can easily make you walk the rest <laughs> of the way here. I know where I am, but you don't. Not you don't have your compass on you. My phone. Or you Swiss. Oh, that thing. Yeah. All right. Well, two and a half days. Like the Friday nights, your preview night. You kind of get acclimated, and then you kind of figure out what you're going to do. And sure. Saturday's when all of it hits the fan. Mm-hmm. That's the big day. And then Sunday's to kind of recoup and get what you missed, and then you're done. So yeah, yeah, yeah right. that is a little Goldilocks. It's a, this is a Goldilocks con. Not too right. big. Not too small. Mm-hmm. Just right. You know, not too soft. Not too hard. The bed. The food's not too cold. All right. So he's established two and a half days, one big haul. Now, what do you want for guests? Do you want a lot of media guests or do you want a lot of comic book? And again, don't be biased just because I'm driving the car and I have our lives in our hand right now, <laughs> thinking you have to make it a terrific con show. No, but, I, for me, it would be uh, comic book related guests. Yes. The media guests. A smattering. Never, never impressed me. Really? Uh, I don't. Oh, I'm, you got. You I don't were, go for shows for the convention. You were happy to meet Sam Jones. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. he's one of your guys. Yeah. You know, but Gordon. I don't. Go, I didn't go for that. For reason. him. Yeah. Like, um, the year you had him the first time. Yes. I was going because of that famous comic writer from the '60s and '70s. Oh yes. That, so anyway, so that's why you were there. Right. And uh, but it's but Sam was a nice a plus a nice addition. Uh, John Wesley Ship. Nice yeah, addition. very nice guy. But I didn't. I'm not going for the media. Guests. You're not going for this. Well, some people do. Some people just go just for sure. But I don't think those are comic book fans. Those are celebrity autograph sure. fans, which is fine. There's two types of shows, so it's hard to be just 
one thing nowadays. I mean, if I had my druthers, I would just have all comic book people. No offense to my uh, actor friends that have come to my show, but I just like it because it's called a comic book convention. I just want to be... I don't go to an old-fashioned car show to go see snowmobiles. Right. You know, or, you know, or motorcycles. It's a car show. I want a car show. If it's a motorcycle show, I'll see motorcycles. But when you mix the two... You gotta be okay, but then the, the mix is also a very delicate balance because I you have to if you're smart about it you have to get people that have some comic book connections you know you don't want to just bring in an actor from Three's Company right that has no bearing and not even a voiceover credit you know you know exactly you know you want a uh, Sam Jones or Red yeah, Brown yeah. or Lou Ferrigno or John Ship or yeah they, that they've, they've actually the comic book they played a hero in one of their shows or something so there's that. All right, so now if you could choose, this is the dream show. You don't have to have anybody just living. Living or dead, who would be on your comic book guest list? Your creator guest list? That I've never met before? Yeah, anybody you want. Oh, let's see. John Byrne. John Byrne, John okay. Byrne, I think I'd be number one on a lot of people's lists. Yep, he's on mine. Um, one of the top ones on my list. Sal Buscema. Sal would be great, yeah. Tried for Sal. He's down in North Carolina. He does not do shows anymore. Uh, Try to get him. I think he's in his 80s now. I'm sure. Gotta I'm be. sure he's in his 80s. Yeah. Big fan of his. Anybody growing up in the 70s and their 80s, you read comics. You Sal Placebo. Oh, yeah. He did everything. Captain America, Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man. Avengers. Avengers, yeah. Defenders. He did, he did draw practically every character, I think, now. Yeah. Pretty sure. I think he has a short run on Fantastic Four, too, didn't he? Uh, I know John did. Yeah, he probably John did. did. I know Keith Pollard. Or, Phil, or Phil and maybe or something. To yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if he did a lot of DC work or if any. Um, no, I don't think he did until maybe the 90s or 2000s. Oh, he did do something? He got involved. I think he started doing like the Scooby-Doo stuff. Oh, I see, I yeah, see. Yeah, I think he did. Did he work? I don't know. I just I only know he was a Marvel sure guy. I'm pretty yeah. sure he did some of the the, the, shop, the children's line for DC. Interesting. All right, so you got Sal, John Byrne. Who else is on that list? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, I've met so many through Terrificon and the other conventions. It's yeah, just, it's hard to pick somebody out. You know, you think. Uh, is there anybody who's not with us anymore? You wish you got a chance to say hello and get an autograph or meet. Stan Lee. Have you ever met Stan Lee? I met Stan Lee. I met Stan Lee a couple Lee times. Um, yeah. I, I guess perhaps Ditko. I've never I've I've met Ditko. Yes. But, yeah. You know, he's the, one of the legends. So yeah. Like yeah. to meet him. Right. How about Jack Kirby? Oh, how did I forget Jack Kirby? How the heck did I forget Jack Kirby? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, yeah I've, I've said it before. As a kid growing up, I was not a fan of Jack Kirby's. No. I was like, yeesh. I'd get that book and he was doing that 70s Mad Bomb and... Mm-hmm. Devil Dinosaur and all that weird Marvel stuff 2001 and I was I would literally almost cringe when I'd open that up and Absolutely. see it and then years later I'd understand you know the volume of work the guy did and how many books he was pounding sure. out like Thor and Fantastic Four and Hulk and all that so you get an admiration for him and then you start to understand the style then I also see it wasn't always him it was the inker sure, that yeah. he had like you know Joe would send it with income one way and uh Vinny Coletta with yeah. very bare bones. Mike Royer, who was this guy that worked on a lot of his later stuff, New Gods and uh, Captain Victory. Yeah, but see, I was reading Kirby stuff like the Captain Victory era and Silver Star, and I didn't was not impressed. That was not his 
golden moments, you know. See, well, here, here's where you and I kind of differ. Why? I was not a Kirby fan in the seventies. Yes. When I picked up a Marvel comic and had a Kirby cover, I would cringe. Yeah, yeah. And then I opened up the thing and see that wasn't him on the inside. Right. And I'd celebrate right in Seven Eleven. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'd yeah. buy the comic. And, yeah. You know. Um, I never liked his art. It was very blocky. Yeah, chunky, weird chunky. shadows. I always thought. Like, I won't. I won't get into his dialogue, but yeah, that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. I'm just talking the art. I'm not talking storytelling. But then when he did Captain Victory for Pacific Comics. Oh, you like that? That's when I learned to appreciate him. Really? I found, I was like, the art art was stunning. Yeah. It it told the story. You didn't even need the dialogue or the anything. It just. It's all right. Just tell us where to go. Like my wife. Thank you, Jarvis. Yeah. Um, No. And that's when I started to learn to appreciate Jack Kirby. I started getting all the specific books. They all took place in Spartaville, which I always thought was odd, but that's where the printing plant was, yeah. which I'm like, that's weird. But Captain the, Victory, Silver Star, and then there was like the Dog Face Boys, or there was like some Dog Face Alien, I remember. Maybe oh. I'm confused with that. that. I don't know. But there, it, there was a lot of weird concepts, right. a lot of weird costumes. But the, you know, just stuff. I always yeah, think, Kirby. like, if they made those costumes... I think the closest they ever made was that Thor Ragnarok. Some of the background like guys... Yeah, he's watching. Some of the background characters look like Kirby drawings. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but he definitely would be one of the ones I would love to have met. Or... All right. So, yeah, Kirby, Dicko, pretty much some of the... What about any, like, Gil... Have you ever met Gil Kane? No, never met Gil Kane. I would have liked Gil Kane. Gil Kane would be cool. And then who else? What about your modern guys? You said Sal. Is it Burn? Sal Burn. Uh, not a big fan of anything really anything post eighty. So. Oh shit! Is it us? It was. Uh, yeah, we'll catch you. We want to live today. No, 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 no. They they were redoing this highway over here. So I think last time we came through, we had to go up and around. Okay. No, yeah, if you're talking about people like maybe Jim Lee or Rob Liefeld, no, I don't. You know, one of the modern guys. Uh, Todd McFarlane. Todd's a cool guy. Oh, I'm not saying he isn't. I just no, no. You know, I'm just saying his art wasn't my style. I wasn't actually reading any of his stuff when he was hot. Oh, really? I, I did pick up Spawn when it came out. And I was like, you were like, what's the thing? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I attempted to read uh, New Mutants and X Force with Liefeld. I mean, yep. they weren't bad stories. I mean, Fabian. Uh, this says it. This says it. Nice Caesar. I mean, they were decent stories. It just, you know, once you got below the chest, below the uh, torso, the art was just, you know, mm. silly. Yeah. All right, well, well that's Jim it. Lee was fantastic. Jim Lee's a fantastic guy. But yeah. I never followed him on any titles that he was drawing. I mean, I didn't follow uh, Uncanny X-Men when he was doing it or X-Men the, when they renumbered the series. Yeah, 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 yeah. They redid it. So. The relaunch. Well, that's interesting. So you really don't have a huge guest list. No, but I, I was... Yeah, like I, a I, I, dozen I, or so. Yeah, if you're talking about, you know, the dream list. But I'd also bring in some of my other favorites. Simons and Jake. And oh, okay. They're okay. You got to round it out there. Yeah. Your Jerry Ordways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rich Buckler, rest in peace. Uh, yeah, you know, Rich Buckler, yeah. George Perez. George Perez, of course. Marv Wolfman. Wolfman. Don't get yelled at. Yeah, went through that before. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. So a lot of those guys are still around. So, so you're noticing how the guests sound familiar, right? Yeah, because they've been at my show. Right. There you go. Look, there's Holy Land up there. Ooh. Holy Land, which was like the Disney World for Saints. Well, you told me about You told me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You drive through there and there's all like statues and little dioramas of uh, 
the Bible stories. Some guy made it years ago. He's like, you know, this will be a big tourist attraction. People will want to come and see the stories of the Bible brought to life on the side of a hill in Waterbury. Holy land. And then it got rough, and people would go in and beat up the statues and break the heads off. That is rough. It is rough. Sadly, today, I was driving through my town of Trumbull, and I was getting on the highway, and our Vietnam Memorial uh, thing was smashed. I was really? like, what will happen there? I'm I'm going to go ask my uh, police friends. Maybe there was a car accident, and somebody drove through it, because it was like a big marble thing, and it was broken in half, and I'm like, I don't think somebody could do that with their physical strength. I mean... Well, Stranko. Stranko could. Stranko was on my list. He's got to be at that show, because... Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's just... He's, he's a guy. pip. He's a, he's a right. pip. He's a pip, right. He is. And Starlin. I like all pretty much all the Marvel bullpen you, guys. People that you grew up with. Engelhard, Starlin. Milgram was cool. Mm, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, uh, they were all fun to talk to. I would have liked got Frank Bruner. There's a lot of other guys that I can't get at the show. I mentioned before Mike Plug and Kaluta, all those guys. I like their artwork style. I was never, Je- I was never a fan of art, but... Yeah. yeah. Did you ever meet Infantino? I, I met him a couple I, times. I did. Uh, Never got his autograph, though. I did get his autograph. Did you? Yeah. I've since sold the comics that I had him on. 2001, he was on his... He was about himself. He was he was sharp. When I saw mm-hmm. him towards the end of his life, he wasn't, you know... He was an old man. He was very sickly at that point, so he wasn't really too, uh, too alert a lot. I mean, I think I saw his last appearance was at New York Comic Con, and... Then he passed away that fall. So Joe Cuber. Cuber was great. I, I know him, himself. Adam and Andy. I know them. I know their dad. He, Joe was supposed to be at a convention, uh, the Great Allentown Convention. Yes. Uh, a few years ago. And, and I, was actually gonna, I was actually going to go. And then I saw the news broke on yeah, yeah, Friday, Friday morning. Yeah. passed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to go. But then I found out afterwards that Storenko went in his place. Oh. Which I think, I think Jim lives out that way. Yeah, he does. He lives over there. there. Wow. Yeah, that was like 2000, I'm going to say 2013, maybe? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, I think it was right before Bridgeport year. Yeah, yeah. Because Adam came to the show. Adam Kubert was at my show. On a Sunday afternoon, he was driving back from Rhode Island, and he popped in for a a couple hours on that Sunday. All right, okay, so here's the other thing now. Do you have panels, or you don't have panels? I think you have to have... This is a your couple, dream a couple con. Of panels. Okay. I think you have to. Yeah. I think fans expect it. Yep. Well, um, what kind of topics would you like, though? How they made a certain book, or how they got in the business? I or would like um, back maybe behind two, the scenes stories. I would, I would like, a, I would like a, a reunion panel. Yep. And like a, you know, I'd love to have like a Claremont, Burn, Austin, Austin X Men type panel. Yep. And oh, jeez, like Cochran. a crisis. I've Dave Cockrum. Dave Cockrum. Yeah. yeah. He's been gone a long time. Uh, yes, I think. yes. He was at a convention that I was at. Back oh, really? In yeah. He was never at his table, oh, so I didn't get a chance okay. to meet him. But yeah, yeah. I, that would have been cool. Like I had years ago. The I don't know if you were you were at that show, but I don't know if you went to the panel. I had the uh, Super Death of Superman reunion panel. I had Ordway. Right. I had De, uh, Dennis. Janky. No, no, not Janicky. I'm Janky. sorry. I had John John McDonough. Louise Simonson, Mike Carlin, uh, Jurgens, Dan Jurgens, and who's the inker? He was up on that stage too. Was it John Beatty? No. No. Anyway, I can't, I can't think, think of the thing. Yeah, he was there too. But yeah, like, like well, I've had breeding. Yeah. Breeding. 
Anyway, I could have sworn it was somebody else. But anyway, that was a nice panel. And that's the panels I like, where they can discuss that, the, those past And projects. then I think I had, uh, I did reunion, I had the best, one of my favorite ones I did was the 50 Years of Spider-Man. I had Dan Slott, Roger Stern, uh, oh, J.M. DeMatteis, Mark DeMatteis, uh, Peter David, and I can't, there was one more. And they were all up on the panel. I think Kurt Busiek. Kurt Busiek, yeah. Yeah, and I had all of them talking about uh, writing Spider-Man. That was just a great panel. I was like, wow. From the 70s, yeah. The 80s to 90s to the 2000s to 10s. I had all those years of Spider-Man writers there. That was a cool panel. And then the... I had Roy Thomas on one with Kurt Busiek. They talked about Spidey. And you did an All-Star Squad. I did an All-Star Squad with Ordway. Ordway and Tom, it's on YouTube. You can find it. I've seen it now and then. It was hosted by Matt Harry. I think I hosted one once. Anyway, so yeah, that's it. And then, oh, what about cosplay? You want a contest, costume contest? I don't. I don't mind a. Let's say an amateur costume contest. Yeah, like a fan one. Fan one, the kids. Yeah, that I love. Yeah. Um, the professionals. Too I'm, much. I'm not a fan. Too much, yeah. I mean, they do make beautiful costumes. I will not. But it gets to be too much, but too crazy. They, they come in and they yeah. act like they're the celebrity, and I can't do it. Oh, you don't do it. All right. All right. And so we got Artist Alley. I got that. How about Bill Sinkevich? I've met him. Okay, I've, I've met, met him a couple him. times. I've I know him, Bill. Uh, at a show in Leave New York. York that's yes. run by a guy that runs shows in New Jersey. Oh, okay. Back, uh, yeah, he signed up. Uh, Moon Knight number one for me and another hardcover. And oh, I have a Moon Knight number one signed by him somewhere, too. I just remember that. I don't know if I even bagged that. I just know that I have a signature on it. You know what's Actually, funny about Bill? I, I don't know. I think maybe I gave my copy to you or Chris. I don't know. All I know what's funny is about Bill is he lived in Connecticut for years and he was going to come to my Trumbull show. And I talked to him on the phone. He lived in Stanford, Connecticut, which was about 25 minutes away. And he said, sure, I'll be there. And I hadn't talked to him in months before that or after that. So when I called him the week before the show and said, hey, Bill, it's Mitch. Are you coming by? He goes, oh, no, dude, I moved. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm like, wait, what happened? So he goes, oh, yeah, I totally forgot. Sorry, man. So he didn't go to the show that year only because he forgot to tell me he, he moved. And that's, that's the last time. But who knows? Maybe down the road I can get him to come back. And if we can go back to the panels for a yeah, second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, another type of panel I would like to do is back, and I remember this from my olden days, yeah. is DC or Marvel would have a panel about what's upcoming in the next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was also... We did that with C.B. Sabolsky. Uh, we had the Marvel writers. We had uh, Nick Spencer. We had Charles Soule. And CB, and they were like, oh, what's coming up with Spider-Man and X-Men? So they, they gave a little preview. And Peter David was on a panel one year, and he said that the Justice, Young Justice cartoon was coming back for season three, which was a big deal at the time because everyone was asking about it, and he broke the news at my show. And I remember that getting picked up on all those, like, CBR and right. Bleeding Cool, and the next day it's like, oh, Terrificon. I'm like, hey, we're on the map. So, all right. Did we'll it come out? Yeah, it's been out. Season, yeah, yeah, Young Justice. It was on the DC uh, Universe oh, thing. That's why, that's why you didn't see it. Right. Yeah. I caught uh, the first two seasons. Everyone said they're very good. They are. Are they? I've never watched them. I've never read a Young Justice comic. Right. It's not the Teen Titans. It's basically, basically, that's, it's. It's an older version of the. It's, right. It's, it's like a. 
I would say like the 18 year old Teen Titans uh-huh. but they call it Young Justice they yeah, have yeah. A, their headquarters is the old Justice League cave oh really yeah, oh that's interesting you, 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 I watched the cartoon yeah and it made me want to buy comic books oh it's it, that it, good yeah kind of drew me in. It made me want to buy these. I might have to check this out. I've heard good things about it. Uh, the animation style is not that the like, lo- long, lanky ones. Yeah, it's but it's not as overdone. It's almost as good as the Bruce Tim Baldini oh, Batman Justice League. Those are good style. Yeah, I never was a fan of when they changed the Justice League after Justice League Unlimited. They went to that newer look where they're all kind of very tall and lean. I don't know what it is. They almost look alien-like yeah. to me. The bodies just look like... They don't look right. Like, Superman should be like a... I always thought he should be more of a... Like a big football player guy. Exactly. Like, muscles on him. Not like a tall, lanky, thin guy. The Flash, yeah. Because he runs a lot. Yeah, but Superman should be the... Like, oh, well. Alright, so... We, for me to say that. I'm trying to think what else things I have to do when I run the shows. I do the panels. I do the guests. I do the... Artist alleys and get the vendor. What about vendors? What kind of vendors do you like to see? Do you like to see just all comic books or art dealers or tchotchkes and toys? <laughs> no, I, I was like, honestly, I like seeing the vintage toy guys. Oh, I love going oh, on I don't like the prices, right. but I like looking at them because it makes you think about when you were a kid and you might have had that. The Mego guys, I loved. I used to have Mego guys come to my show, and there were so many Mego figures that I, I literally had almost the entire line as a kid, but. I threw them all out, or that that rubber band inside broke, and their arms would fall off. They'd be like little, just torsos with a head, and there'd be no arms and legs. But the Star Trek ones, the Planet of the Ape ones, I think, did they make the SWAT ones, or were they done by LGN? I think that was LGN. Because those were cheesy. Right. Like, the plastic was, like, not as good as hard plastic. The figures weren't how they were. Yeah. as good. Yeah. But they still had nice costumes and accessories. Oh, the SWAT ones were great. I had the whole team. Luca and Street and TJ McCabe and Hondo and Deke, I believe Deke. it was. Yeah, Deke. had the whole thing. Yeah, and they had the red truck. Did you have the van? No, I didn't have any of the SWAT guys. Oh, I had the SWAT guys. They all came with M16 rifles. Basically, it was the same figure because they all had the same outfit. They were all in this blue fatigues with a bulletproof vest and a, ba- a cap. Yeah. And they all had the same gun. So it's like really all they did was head swaps. You know. Years ago, when I got back into and we're going really off track with this that's thing. fine but years ago when I got back into Migos yeah um, I stumbled across the Robert Urich head from one of the SWAT oh figures. no kidding yeah so I made my own custom Spencer for hire I was going to say or Dan Tanner and then I went out and bought a Hawk an Avery Brooks head and I made my own Hawk oh they had it for uh, Deep Space Nine no yeah when you get into these Migo things these customizers oh, the, make the, heads for everything. Oh, I thought you'd mean you just like found no, no, another no. figure from the a different Barbara line. Barbara one I found yeah. from the SWAT figures. But no, the Avery Brooks one was a uh, sculpted head. Really? Uh, kind of like the one on your Mitchie action figure. Oh. And, you know, what year was that? I, didn't, I thought that was relatively new technology where they do like a photo. Well, and they, that, I, I got back into the Migos about 2007. Oh, so okay. So they kind of started 3D yeah. printing around there, I think. Or customizing them, huh? But, yeah. There, there is a thing called Migo Meat because I know yes. uh, Art Bathazar. I think in Indiana, maybe it's out in the Midwest. Yeah. He goes to it, and he—that's they have everything. I mean, they have all the toys that were ever made, and probably lots of customs and stuff. But no, I have a Migo swap. I, I, I like a toy section as part of the comic card. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, mm. but yeah, as dealers, you want you want vintage not Matchbox and Hot Wheels, not that stuff. I'm not into that. No, but unless they're you know obviously if they're super rare ones. Bat- oh yeah, they have or the Corgi ones. ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Supermobile. Yeah, with the punching fist, the Superman. I never understood that. I never understood why Superman had to have a little blue rocket ship with punches. That's because he was in space and he couldn't go near Kryptonite. And, yeah, he fought Brainiac when Brainiac was a robot-looking thing. Yeah, it's all coming back to me now. You want your vintage comic dealers? Yeah. Um, I could do without the bootleg T-shirts and DVDs. Oh, really? Yeah. They're cool to see. I, but they're bootlegs. I just, get, you just don't like you know, that. Yeah. I keep waiting like for the FBI to come break down huh. the doors. You know. I'm like, I like the t-shirts myself. No, I, just, I, love, I, I like, love seeing. Them. I love wearing like a rare t-shirt. Like they'll have a plastic man or a obscure character. Like I have a Mephisto shirt. Or right. before they were all big Hollywood movie things. Like you walk in wearing a Crusher Creel right. Absorbing Man shirt. It's like holy crap, you know, or an Electro shirt, you know, with the big. Star looking hat mask he's got, you know. Okay, please tell me that's a tower or something about a UFO. Where we go? Scott is seeing a UFO right now. I think there's a big blue propane tower. Okay. I'll just tell you that. Okay, I believe that. It's swamp gas. All right. So there's the. What? Like shirts, I'm wearing one actually. I know you have that one. That's the Captain America Avengers shirt. Yeah. Captain Quartet. Yeah, and then uh, I think that's a good show. Really, do you like after parties at conventions? Would you have like a big meet and greet, or you just want to do your own thing? See, I'm fortunate to have it at a facility, which is a giant casino resort mm-hmm. with like four, thirty restaurants and little places to go eat. And then, of course, there's the gambling and the gaming, and then there's nightclubs, and you don't have to just hang out in a room. And, right. Talk about or, comics, or you can go eat ice cream. And, okay, yeah, that's where it's a tower or something. That's yeah. 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 Um, and then we got getting back to when you said what venue would you like to have. At. Yeah, I like it at a venue where everything is there, all inclusive. I don't need to drive to no. back to my hotel room or no. walk to my hotel room. You park your car, or drive to you're a restaurant. In there. Yeah, I mean, because sometimes after you know you're in the convention floor for ten hours. Yeah, you want a drink. Yeah, Franco calls it uh, being in a submarine. He said that's what my show's like because you show up and you park your car and then you go inside and you never come out until it's over. Exactly. And then he goes, you don't know if it's light or day because the casinos tend to be a little... Uh, yeah, they don't want the dark, gamblers to dark. Yeah, 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 no. And they're pumping in oxygen and stuff so you're always alert and awake. And next thing you know, you're like, hey, wait a minute now. Yeah, I've been here for three or four days. I don't even know what day it is. You know, I, you know I've mentioned that before. You know, when I used to bring my son, yeah. we used to want to come. It's just okay if he wanted to go back to the room because he was bored. Yeah, he went back to the room. I didn't. He didn't have to walk a mile down the road to hotel. Oh no! Or, oh no! Or I had to drive him back and I come back again and pay for parking again. You know. See, I've done conventions at Disney World. Like I ran conventions. See, unlike many of my compatriots that do this line of work, I didn't fall off of a turnip truck on Thursday. I actually did this for nineteen ninety. 1990-1991 was the first convention I was involved with. Not a comic book show. I'm talking about the real world, which was software and office supply products and computer technology. And, uh, yeah, I used to do that stuff for, for little companies you might have heard of called, like, Microsoft and Hewlett-Packard and the secret origin of Mitchie. The king of the nerds is... uh, Those companies have potential to be big companies one day. I know, I know. I mean, I remember doing a convention where I had to come up through the stage floor 
with smoke and laser lights. Like the Undertaker? Like the Undertaker, because it was a big product reveal. So that's why I kind of, I don't mean to demean any of my brethren when it comes to shows, but dude, I've, you know, I was flying rockets and these guys are making paper airplanes. Is this Lord Jerry Orwell's told story? Yeah, that's one of them. They're all over the place. Isn't that down where you are? I've never heard of it. Really? That's like, you never heard of a Goodwill store? No. Oh, those are everywhere. I mean, they're like secondhand shops. It's the same type of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so anyway, I was talking about shows, so yeah, that's why when I'm doing a convention, I, I kind of laugh about it, because I go, you don't know pressure until you're at like a, a CES consumer electronics show, or you're doing a big event yourself, and you're at Disney World with laser lights and all that stuff, and your keynote speaker is thrown up in the basement because he's <laughs> drunk. Yeah, I've done that stuff, so, you know, organizing a bunch of tables with some comic book people is like... I could do that in my sleep. But luckily, I'm very good at it. You know, I am the king of the nerds. Well, it's I call it spinning plates. Because when you have to deal with like 75 to 100 different guests or personalities, all at the same time, all for three days, without a huge staff, usually it's me, my wife, my family, and you guys. And that's about it. That's another thing people are always surprised. Like, how many people are involved in this operation? I go... You're looking at them. They're like, no, really? I go, no, you're looking at them. And they're like, really? I go, yeah. And they're, they're, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I think it's been impressive. Oh, absolutely. Pulling this jazz off. Though, you know, it's, it, we had a term, term for it back when I was in the Army. What's we that? We do more with less. Yeah. My dad was in the Marine Corps, and it was always like, what do we have on hand? And whatever we got, that's, that's what you it. have. You don't mm-hmm. go and get, well, I want this, I want that. I've done shows where I've worked with a couple of bozos that they thought they were something else, and... uh they quickly would be overwhelmed and throwing up sure. and holding their stomachs and shaking and crying in their booth. And literally, mm-hmm. I'd be like, well, you suck it up. I'd be literally like General Patton slapping a troop. I'm like, get your crap together and get on that damn floor. Yeah, oh, my God. And I would get calls from people. They would go, we got a problem. They wouldn't say hello. Right. They wouldn't say, how are you? They wouldn't even introduce themselves. I'd pick up the phone and go, hello. We got a problem. And it was never a problem. And I used to tell them, I go, no, these are just solutions that you are blind to. Oh, nice. And I would just tell them what needs to be done. Well, we don't have enough tables. Okay, call the guy at the table. Say, we need six more tables. We only need three. Tell him we need six because we're going to run out. Right. Always plan ahead. Exactly. And it would just be like, oh, somebody's at the airport. Okay, go. Who's the closest guy we got right now? Oh, Steve Barker. Oh, okay, get on the phone to Steve. Tell him to turn a car around and go pick up so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. And it was always, like, not that big a deal. And here's the reason why. And you understand this. You were in the Army. And my dad told me this. When you're in the heat of battle, the guy who's running the outfit can't be sitting there crying and complaining and pissing in his pants. He's got to be level, not screaming, not swearing, just calm, cool, collective. Because if he loses his shit... Everybody else is going to just radiate that and flip out. So you can't ever, ever lose your crap. You have to be on top of things and not... Absolutely. You have to set an example. Mm -hmm. And no matter what happens, you can't waver from that, you know? And even if you don't know what you're doing... You don't let anybody know. act like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Fortunately, I always know everything that's going on. Of course. No, but there are some times... Well, I don't do it in public that I will go in one of the rooms and throw stuff against the wall and start screaming and... Mm -hmm. I've had, you know, you can ask John Bueller, my my police officer buddy, who's on a lot of these shows with me, the time I took a case of water and threw it against a wall and Ray Park, a.k.a. Darth Maul, ran like hell because I was, I, I lost it a little bit. 
because somebody was bothering me about water. They wanted water. And I said, okay, there's water there. Well, I want it here. And I walked into the green room with the, with the case of water and threw it with all my might. Again, here's your goddamn water. And the person, not Ray Park, he ran out of the room. And somebody else did. So there's been times where the king of the nerds has kind of lost his shit. Oh, it does happen. It I does know. happen. Because the other thing is people don't get to, it's my money. That's another thing I don't think people understand. I'm no corporation. I wish I was a billion-dollar corporation. This is me and the missus' money from our bank that we put out to do these shows, and God willing, they've always been great and uh, successful. But ugh. you got a lot of people that want to be the boss. That's oh, another I've, thing. I've seen That's that, another I've seen thing. That every year, I've got more people I can count on two hands that thought they were running the show, and then you know you'd have to educate them. Yeah, they have to be educated. Yeah. But this is why I like, as we pull into the parking lot, going to this show, because I'm not in charge. I could actually attend it as a fan and go look for comics and talk to my buddies and not have to worry hey, about man. stuff. Oh, hey, here we are. All right, we'll pick this up later on. Okay. See you later, kitties. This has been a production of Big Fedora Marketing, LLC. The folks that bring you the terrific Comic-Con, GamerCon, and so much more. Thanks for listening.